All right, welcome to the Part-Time Money Podcast. My name is Philip Taylor from ptmoney.com. Today I have with me Miss L. Brown. L. is a full-time uh, stay-at-home mom and creator of Kinder Jam, something I believe she started on the side. And uh, Kinder Jam is a learning program for kids, uh, preschool kids aged uh, up to eight years old, I believe. And uh, I'm excited to learn about what she's created, her business here, and uh, how she's uh, gotten it out to the, to the world. So welcome to the show, L. Thank you for having me. Uh, so so glad you're here. What uh, what made you want to get started making some part-time money? Well, you know, it was really an organic experience. I wasn't necessarily looking to make um, part-time money. My son was, uh, I noticed some developmental delays in my son when he was about 18 months old. I'm a teacher by trade, so I developed a program to teach and evaluate him so I could communicate with his physicians on what I was seeing and a girlfriend suggested because I worked so diligently with Ricky too I should teach a class so at that point I decided to teach a class and the class turned into some part-time money gotcha and very quickly the class became popular in Monterey California and then other ladies started to inquire about how they could teach the class and that's when I packaged it up and I got my first two licensees gotcha okay wow I'm excited to talk about all that uh, so so for those people who don't know, what is Kinder Jam? What does it do? Kinder Jam is a music and movement program that focuses on kinesthetic and tactile learning for preschool and toddler age children. Most of our classes are taught in a mommy and me format. So we have the parents in the classroom with us while we're instructing the children so that we're also teaching positive parent engagement and parent education skills and strategies. So essentially, we are completely mobile teachers who move from libraries or preschools or community centers and we teach this 45-minute weekly class we gotcha. also do birthday parties and play dates gotcha okay so it came out of a need and you, and you said your son uh, was it was it a, uh, a, a speech uh, development well, at first I thought it might be speech and language um, the physician wasn't seeing the same things I was seeing but because he was with me all day long I knew for the amount of input I was giving him there should have been more of an output. So I started the program, which was at the time called Ricky Two's Time, which is my son, um, to take anecdotal notes so I can go back and give evidence. That later um, was evidence that I took to Stanford University, and it culminated in a diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, wow, this is a great story. So uh, talk about, you know, that beginning, the beginnings of, uh, well, maybe we should back up a little bit. I mean, you said you were a teacher. Did mm -hmm. you have any specific type of training or uh, licensing in this area? Well, early childhood is my specialty. Mm -hmm. I have a master's in early childhood education. So I was pretty aware of what the developmental milestones were and what I should be seeing at a given time in my son's, you know, early development. And I was noticing that he wasn't hitting those benchmarks which are essentially guidelines. Some kids hit them before, some kids hit them afterwards, but I noticed that there was a about a six-month lag in some areas. So um, I am hypersensitive because I'm an educator, so I did pause a bit before bringing up an alarming concern to the physician. And when I did um, tell his pediatrician, I was told what I thought I would hear is that, you know, children mature at different rates, you know, he's happy and well-adjusted mom you're doing a good job because when babies go in for well visits they're looking at eyes ears 
nose, throat, heart, and if all that, those things are healthy, sometimes they're not looking at the developmental um, delays that may be there. So you could have a fully healthy and functional child that may have some delays in areas that might come up in that 15-minute visit. So my teaching experience came in when the doctor said that I think he's fine. Then I became my son's first advocate and first educator at that point. So I put my teacher hat on and I started looking at him as more of a student than my child. Gotcha. So in, in the program, um, is it? did you have to create songs for it? Were there, did you have to really create this whole thing from scratch or did you sort of pull from a, a template that you worked with or how did you know even where how to start that? Well, um, originally I used the songs of other children's artists because what I was looking to do is see how I could communicate with Ricky too. So when I first started with Ricky too, I tried to teach him the way I would a child who was in my classroom because I didn't know what was going on with him. And when I saw that I wasn't reaching him, I decided to look at things that interest him, one of which was music. So I started to incorporate music and movement, trying to get him to do vocabulary. And I would use songs from artists like Jack Hartman and Greg and Steve, because those are things I used in the classroom. Now Kinder Jam has its own music, but at the time, I use content-rich children's music that will reach my son. And then those are the music that we use in our classes in the beginning. Gotcha. So you started doing with your son. And then how did, it, how did other people um, hear about it or know about it such that they started demanding it for, for some of their own kids? Well, I had a neighbor who saw me working with Ricky too. So I would give him 45 minutes a day. And she happened to come over during that 45-minute time. And she said, you're working so hard with him, you're making me tired. You should teach a class. All this energy for one child. So I, we're military. So I went to the community center on our base and said, hey, you know, my name's L. Brown. I teach my son, and I'm a credentialed teacher. I think that other parents could benefit from this. Yeah. Uh, they agreed, and they asked me what was my program called. At the time, I didn't have a name. So I was like, um, Kinder Jam. How about that? And so about uh, three months later, I started teaching the classes on post, and through word of mom, they just grew really quickly. That's great. Word of mom. I like that. Um, Kinder Jam, that's a great name to come up with on the fly like that. Well, thank you. Now it's <laughs> a registered trademark. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Um, so does uh, did, uh, did the community center, were they paying you for the classes at the time, or were the individuals paying you? Well, it was, it was a contract. So I was there as an Army contractor, and essentially um, – the parents would pay me a monthly tuition, and it was a 70-30 split. So 70% of the tuition would come to me, 30% of the tuition would go to the Army's community center. Because and, you're using their center, and they're helping right. you, uh, and the fact that they're helping market, you market, market the service. And Kinder Jam still uses that structure for our instructors. So, for instance, if someone becomes a Kinder Jam instructor, we train them to teach the program, and then we pair them with a municipal entity in their area. So if they're in Fayetteville, we'll pair them with the city of Fayetteville, and there will be a 70-30 split between the instructor and Fayetteville Community Center. Gotcha. Ah, that's smart. Takes care of uh, a lot of the logistical issues. It does. It does. That, these community, they, are, they already have the people connection, and they also exactly. typically have the facilities uh, to do something like this. 
because most of our instructors are mom and, and they're looking for part-time money. So mm -hmm. I thought that was a great title, part-time money, because most of them start out, they're like, I have a child who's in preschool from yeah. 9 to 12. I want to be there at 12 to pick my son or daughter up. What could I do between 9.25 and 11.30? And that's, those are mostly the people who are kinder jam instructors. Gotcha. So at, the, so at the time, you weren't teaching, is that right? Right. I was a stay-at-home mom full-time, okay. and I had my son at home, and I was like, well, this gave me an opportunity to exercise a professional muscle, earn a little money. Um, at the start, I only wanted to earn $495 a month because that would pay our truck payment. There you go. And, you know, within four years, we've grown to 40 instructors teaching in not eight countries and 11 U.S. states. Wow. 40 instructors? We have 40 instructors now. Eight countries. Eight countries, and I'm sorry, 12 U.S. states. Wow, that's nuts. That's big-time growth. Now, when did you start this? Uh, I started my first classes in December of 2008, and we grew in March of 2010. That's when we got our first licensees. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so early on, you know, while you were doing these classes, how were you managing your, your time, and, you know, with that? Because you actually have actually physically go somewhere and teach. So how were you managing uh, the, the time? Well, my Kinder Jam grew with my family situation. When I first started, I only taught two classes a week because I brought Ricky, too, with me. He was only two years old at the time. Then when he started preschool, then I started teaching back-to-back -back classes while he was in preschool. So my husband would take him to preschool in the morning, and then I would teach a 915 class, like a 1045 class. And I would be there to pick him up by 1145. So I actually fit my classes in between my son's schedule. Gotcha. And it was, it was pretty simple because um, a Kinder Jam lesson is eight weeks. So once I have that lesson plan for lesson plan one, I teach that same lesson plan for eight weeks. So regardless of how many classes I teach, I'm teaching the same lesson plan. And the only thing I'm doing is bringing my equipment in at the end of the day and sanitizing it while I watch Law and Order or something. Gotcha. Okay. So it fit your, it fit your uh, lifestyle pretty Bye. good early on. And uh, it sounds like eventually you, you, you even worked yourself out of having to, to teach. Right. Uh, let's sort of stay in that early phase there. And obviously there was a point to where you said, okay, uh, It'd be nice if this paid, if help paid, you know, my car, car note. Right. Um, but then it got to a point to where, man, this is becoming a real business. And right. I'm not sure. I'm a teacher by trade. Right. You know, I've got a son I'm staying home with. Mm -hmm. You know, I, this this is maybe become something a little too much to handle. So I guess is that sort of when you started thinking about bringing on our, others or? Uh, no. In all honesty, it was a while before I thought about bringing on others because when it first started, everything was so organic, it was happening in manageable chunks. So, for instance, by the time I work in a military community, so our ladies are very transient. So when I taught my first class of people, they stayed with me for about a year. When a year's time was up, they were preparing to relocate to their next duty stations. It was at that point that they came to me and said, you know, Elle, if you package it up, we would love to teach you to the next location. So that was only two ladies. 
and one went to Michigan and one went to Japan and that was really manageable so I, I spoke to them as if they were friends and they were just teaching my lesson plan and then by the time it grew to the next two ladies you know we were like five friends it wasn't until it was about ten of us that I had to sort of do some type of management and at that point I built a social network um, because we had kinderjam.org which is where they did their training so instead of answering all the emails back and forth I started a meme network and I called it Kinder Jam Central and they all had their own page so that way if someone was in Singapore and they had a question while I was sleeping the young lady who was in Japan could answer her question and what happened is that all this information started to build on this one site and this one site then became our resource area like our back office so if they needed to order supplies they did it from this site if they needed to ask a question they did it from this site if they want to chat they did it from this site I started posting our lesson plans and videos of me teaching lesson plans and webinars on this one site so now with 40 women I'm not I have someone who does operations now but still that site is our main hub and the questions that I answered four years ago are the same questions that young ladies have today and they can just go right there and it's all archived so smart that's genius and Thank I love how it grew organically like you said and you were able to uh, create that community uh, even amongst the people who are who are helping you grow your business um, at the time was it uh, what was the relationship between you and the other coaches was it a, a 70 30 deal like you mentioned early no. on well how we work with them Kinder Jam trains them and we supply them with their supplies so they pretty much pay uh, for a starter kit which is about a thousand dollars and training and then they pay a monthly licensing fee so we're really just there for professional development and for continued support so okay. now we've grown to the point where we can actually help them with job placement as well but essentially I'm just teaching them to do what I did to make my part-time money four years ago. Right. And so uh, I, I don't know if you're, you might you might have said this already, but you said your goal was to make your car note right. initially uh, when you went to the when you were first working with the the initial base there. Were you making the car note? I was. Okay. And very quickly, I matched my my husband's a major in the army, and I matched his salary within a year because wow. what happened is. I started on the base and then word of mom is a very powerful thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then they started telling civilians about my classes. So then but civilians couldn't take the classes on base. So then I had to reach out to the YMCA and I started to rent a space at the YMCA. Then after I rented a space at the YMCA, then children's museums and libraries started being interested in Kinder Jam. So I would go in and do their story time. So it saved them money because I would then go in for 30 minutes but I made a hundred bucks for going in for 30 minutes and teaching this class then I would go into the city of Monterey and I started teaching classes for them then someone would ask me well do you have a baby class and then I created baby jam so I would start teaching that class at the libraries then um, I got my first big contract where there's a military privatized housing um, neighborhood there and they were starting a wellness program and they sent out some surveys to families to see what type of classes they want for their wellness program Zumba, yoga and the parents started writing in Kinder Jam and so my first contract was with Pinnacle Privatized Housing to offer Kinder Jam as a resident amenity to the residents of their neighborhood and that's when Kinder Jam really became 
a business because that was my first $30,000 contract. <laughs> gotcha. Wow. Okay. I want to hit on that eventually. Okay, dope. Um, let's see. A little bit. Um, you know, early on when, when you went to the first base, what was your, talk a little bit about what was your material and equipment that you sort of went with? <laughs> <laughs> That's pure comedy. I went with, I, I went to discount school supplies and I ordered like a 35 piece band. I took my son's um, changing table and I gorilla glued caster wheels on the bottom of it. And I had this huge six disc, CD changer, and I would literally roll that in every day, and I would teach the classes. When I first started out, I was teaching Kinder Jam and an arts and craft class, but after a while of teaching the arts and craft class, I realized that those were consumable products. Therefore, you know, my return wasn't as great as teaching this class where the, the, um, the materials weren't consumable. Right. So I dropped the, the, um, the arts and craft class. And then I bulked up on my supplies for Kinder Jam and I added, you know, bean bags and egg shakers and rhythm sticks and monkey finger puppets and counting mats and ABC mats and things. So I bulked up Kinder Jam. But that whole process took about eight months for me to figure out what worked and what didn't work and what was the most return for my dollar. Right. And you, in, in, in terms of what worked, you're saying what the kids responded to? Well, not only what the kids responded to, but what I could do with ease because Kinder Jam was a mobile business. So I had to find what supplies are easiest to pack up, what supplies take up the least amount of space, what supplies weren't too heavy that I could load into my truck and get to another class in 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So all of that was trial and error. What type mm -hmm. of equipment do I, what type of bag do I put my equipment in? All right. Is there anything else like Kinder Jam out there? Um, there, there are things like kinder music and music together. The only difference with those classes is that they focus on the music, whereas Kinder Jam is actually teachers that use music as a vehicle to hold our little one's attention. But to my knowledge, I, and there's also Jump Bunch, and Jump Bunch focuses on physical activity. But the business model for Kinder Jam, I've not seen anywhere else. I've been looking at many case studies. And I think that's why it's gotten so popular because we've never done any advertisement. Everything, again, is word of mom. Some, one mom sees another mom teaching the class and hey, I can do that at my next location. And that's essentially how we grew. But, but um, obviously the, the other teachers see value in it. But for that many uh, institutions and individuals to, have, to see value in bringing their kid to that class, there's got to be something special about it. You know, what do you think is so special about this class that it would grow uh, so organically like this? I honestly feel as though, and I'm biased because I'm the creator, I feel like Kinder Jam was created with the, the technique and the knowledge of a teacher, but with the love of a mom. Because I created Kinder Jam because I wanted my baby to succeed. So when you come into our classes, our classes are taught from a, from the viewpoint of every child deserves to learn, every type of learning style needs to be acknowledged, respected, and catered to. So we actually use Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. We believe that kids are gifted, but in just in different areas. 
And so we aim to have a joyful class that caters to all of these intelligences. Because at the time, my child wasn't speaking. But in my heart, I knew that if I found the way to communicate with my child, he would be successful. And that's the attitude that we take into our classes. And the other thing, I think we're a champion of parents. So when our parents come into our classes, we believe that every parent wants to be a great parent. We just have to help them get those tools and strategies to meet that goal. Yeah. And that's what Kendra, and I think that's why we resonate with parents. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I can tell you're passionate about it. Do you also have uh, a, uh, a performance background at all, or were you nervous about being in front of people? No, I think being a teacher was, you know, enough practice for me. It was a little bit um, difficult to gauge my parents in the beginning because I never taught in front of parents before. But I realized that if I pretty much act like my parents are not there and I connect with their little ones, it's a done deal. Because even if a parent decides, hey, you know what, I've taken a month of Kinder Jam, I'm going to take a break, that little one's going to say, when is Kinder Jam? When can I see Miss L again? So my job was to connect with that little one. So I learn my little one's names as soon as they come into the classroom. And I use their names often. And there's nothing more musical than hearing someone else say your child's name, especially mm -hmm. when you have an 18-month-old. And especially when you're in a military community, because Kendra Jam started in the military community. So I became like an auntie because all of our families were far away from their, their loved ones. So their child was coming to my class every week. So I was celebrating with them. Oh my goodness, you're walking. When did you learn how to walk? Did, did, did she just say my name? When did you start talking? So I was celebrating with my families. And because of that, we it was a communal feeling in the classroom. It was a safe environment because, again, we believe that every parent wants to be a great parent. That's why you're there at 9.15 in the morning when you could be somewhere else. But you're there with your little one. So... It's just a great place to be. We have fun. That's wonderful. That's that's wonderful. Um, so you obviously have a lot of passion for what you're doing, and typically you find you, you typically find someone who has maybe a lot of passion for something. They don't necessarily have the business skills to, to pull it to to make some money off of it, essentially, and pull it off from a monetary perspective. So you talked a little bit about how sort of that organically happened for you. Right. Um, but at some point, you, you know, you had sort of used some business skills and sense and some entrepreneurial uh, action involved with this. So maybe talk about, you know, where that came from. Uh, and at some point, you could have said, this is getting too crazy. Let's shut it down. It's too right. big to handle. Let's shut it down. So talk to me about sort of what helped you get over that edge uh, and maybe what drove you from an entrepreneurial standpoint to see this as something bigger than a car payment like. Well... In all honesty, I would have to say it was my ladies. Um, they believed I could do it. And when they looked to me and they were like, L, you know, this, this, this can be big. It was other people telling me it could be big. And when the challenges came, I just met them head on. When someone said, I would like to teach it on the other, at my next duty station, I honestly thought they were just joking. And then Margaret went to Japan and Amy went to Virginia, and they both called me within a week of each other. And I just felt like God was trying to tell me something. And so I told them, give me 30 days. I'll put it down. I built a very simple website that's now, you know, has since been gone on and zhuzhed up to meet the demand. But I just put everything in my head down on paper, and they, they, they responded to it. And 
honestly, from there, I wasted a lot of money in different areas. There are a lot of lessons that I learned along the way. And that's why Kinder Jam has been a gift because now that I have my formula down, the ladies that come in now, instead of starting from scratch, they can actually come in and Elle's already made all the mistakes. I've already lost the thousands of dollars on something that was frivolous and I really didn't need or I had someone who was a slick talker or a used car salesman that was saying, well, oh, you know, hey, let us market this and let me do X, Y, and Z. Because like we were able to grow on Facebook to 10,000 followers in less than a year just because I was posting the things that I do with my own son. So I use the same formula that I use at home and I found that people respond to that. So I've learned a lot of lessons along the way and those are just the lessons that I'm passing on to others because when, when a business is good, it just works in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some people out there who, who may think of a business and then try to figure out how to make money with it. I just feel like you do what you love to do, then do it so well that people will pay you for it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. all the other stuff you'll learn along the way. Yeah. I was at a conference in um, New Orleans and Sir Richard Branson spoke and they were asking him what was his philosophy on business and he said screw it just do it <laughs> and I just think I believe that you know what's the worst that can happen you can yeah. make a mistake then you recalibrate and do it a different way yeah and it sounds like you had a lot of those moments along the way where you know you you could have hesitated you could have shut it down or stopped or said yeah. we're, we're comfortable at this point but you kept saying, screw it, let's do it, you know, let's, yep. let's keep going. Um, so talk about where you're at today. You, you sort of hit on a lot of these things now, but give us kind of a picture of, of what Kinder Jam looks like today. Well, for me, um, Kinder Jam has grown as far as it could from my couch. So I spend a lot of time traveling. I spend a lot of time training, traveling, speaking engagements, and, you know, not necessarily recruiting, but giving us exposure so people know that we're out there. Um, we have a COO now who handles the day-to-day -day operations of Kinder Jam because that was one of the things that was really big. Um, when, I first, when I first started, I did everything. So I had to get to a point where I was comfortable delegating because the business couldn't grow if I, was, if I remained the technician. You can't be the visionary and the technician. You can't be the visionary, the technician, and the processor. So I had to find people who were loyal and who believed in the vision, and I had to trust them to work as diligently as I would in my absence. Makes sense. Um, you mentioned along the way you uh, you were able to get a thirty thousand dollar contract. Uh -huh. So where was that sort of in in the mix, and and how did that change your business? That changed me because I then saw the possibilities. Because that was the first contract that I got, and I saw then that if if you work and you're really good at what you do, people will talk about you and business will find you. Mm -hmm. So that was probably about two years into Kinder Jam. That was about two years into my teaching Kinder Jam. And that's a contract that I worked up until about maybe two years ago. And so now I have, now I have instructors who, in addition to being Kinder Jam business owners, they also teach classes that we, we procure contracts for. So I saw that it was, and that again, started out out of need. I was in Monterey. I was happy teaching my classes, but then my husband's in the military, so we had to move to D.C. So I had this contract here, but I'm not going to be here anymore. So that was when I got my first employee or my first contractor. So I then paid someone to teach the, the, uh, the class. I maintained all the paperwork. I do all the invoices. I do all the insurance. 
She goes in, teaches the class. I give her a flat rate per class. And I was like, wait, I could do this over and over again. And that's what I, that's what we did. Have you uh, converted all of your coaches, the prior ones, over to that model as well? Where it's No, it's by choice and by need. Uh, many of our ladies aren't looking to work that much. So it's based on what someone's needs are. Like we have one young lady who only teaches one class a week at a dance studio that's 10 minutes from her house because she enjoys Kinder Jam and her little girl loves it. We have one young lady who teaches 10 classes a week. She, she has three sons who are all in school. So she has six hours during her day. We have another young lady who only does birthday parties and play dates. So it all depends on what your schedule looks like. So for us, if we have a young lady who wants to just work for um, a flat rate, then we can fit her in a position like that. But most of our ladies like flexibility. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so they're on their 1099 employees then? Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. um, and let's see, uh, in terms of marketing it these days, uh, you mentioned really you just let the community sort of take care of itself. But right. um, have you done any, any marketing or advertising? No, um, because in all honesty, what would happen is that if I went out and did a huge marketing blitz, and let's say I got 200 applicants, and of that, you know, 25% one, I wouldn't, I, I'm not capable of bringing in 50 women at one time right now. So the rate at which it's growing works perfectly for my family because I'm still a mom gotcha. and I'm still a wife. So I'm able to manage my family and I may bring in two instructors a month or three instructors a month. And so now we're getting to the point where we can handle a little more per month, but I also feel like it has to be a gradual a gradual growth because if we got a huge growth spurt right now and we had, like I said, 50 people who are ready to start tomorrow, just an inventory alone, it would be a logistical nightmare. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so you, you mentioned a couple of mistakes, uh, or not necessarily mistakes, but you know, things that you've, you, you're glad that new instructors don't have to deal with. So maybe talk about one of those um, that you, experienced along the way? Um, working with other entrepreneurs, I had to realize then that entrepreneurs are in the business of making money, not necessarily in the business of helping people. So if another entrepreneur came to me, his job was trying to convince me that whatever product he had is something that I needed, whether I needed it or not. So when I first started, the biggest mistake I had made was to think that I wasn't capable of doing it myself. So essentially, um, I've, I've become really proficient in um, pages. I've now found out that some graphics I can do myself. I've also learned that, you know, there are college students that, you know, are looking to get um, experience and I can work with them to get things done, you know, less expensively. So when I first started, I thought that because some, I'm going to turn on the light here because it's getting a little dark in here. That's cool. Um, when I first started, I thought that experts were what I needed in order to be successful. And then I learned through trial and error, just in being passionate, I would learn or I could find someone else who was just starting out like me and we could have a symbiotic relationship. We could barter. So I've learned things like that along the way that 
now I realize that you don't need money to start a business. A lot of people think you need capital. I feel like you need passion and you need a really good concept. And the money comes from there. But before wow. I thought scared money didn't make any money and I was spending more money than I needed to. Gotcha. Wow, that's good stuff there. Um, so, so who uh, who would make a good candidate for someone who could work with you in terms of they could be a coach, they could be a, a teacher in, in the Kinder Jam system? Um, anyone who has a passion for working with young children. You don't need a teaching background because we completely train you through our business manual training, which is completely online and interactive, and our curriculum training, which is early childhood education and child development. So we make sure you have those base skills. Then the Kinder Jam Central that I talked about, we pair you with the mentor, you go on to Kinder Jam Central, and then you watch videos of instructors teaching the class. It's completely scripted, so you have what you say from start to finish. And what we do, we give you is self-paced, so we allow you to practice your script, practice your movements, and when you feel like you're ready, we put you with our trainer. Our trainer then watches a video of you teaching the class. We have a rubric. You have to receive 50 out of the 55 points in order to be issued a teaching certificate. And then at that point, you know, you are pretty much a pro at Kinder Jam because you can't get through the Kinder Jam machine without knowing some of those basic points because we tell our ladies, even though it may be about a six to eight week process before you're ready to teach your classes, remember that when you're working in a mommy and me setting, you're teaching in front of your clients. It's a little different than being a student teacher that's working with kids and you can make some mistakes and no one sees you. These parents are paying you monthly. So if you go in the classroom and you don't know what you're doing, you're fiddling and trying to find your music, I'm like, this is a waste of my $40 and you know we're not coming back. So we make sure our ladies are ready. So you need to be a self-starter because, again, you're not working for anyone. If you don't show up at your classes, the classes don't happen and gotcha. your parents don't come back. And you need to love kids because that's what we do. We celebrate children. Yeah. So the, for, a, for a parent who wants to go ex bring their kid to Kinder Jam, what do they, what do they have to uh, invest in this experience? Um, it's, it's relatively inexpensive because we price it so that it could be affordable to all family types. So a class is generally about $35 a month. And that $35 a month will either give you four or five classes depending on that teacher's schedule and the amount of weeks in that month. And they're generally found in catalogs in, in the area. Like if you're in um, Monterey, you would go to the Monterey Parks and Recs catalog. We also have a website, kinderjam.com, and you can go there and find a class to see if there's a class in your area. But something we just started up, um, I told you we, we got about 10,000 and plus followers on Facebook. So that became something where we were having a lot of people ask us questions. So we decided to build another site, kjplaygroups.com, which is a free site that you can go on and you can get all these activities and things to do with your kids. And so, sort of like I built Kinder Jam Central, it's a network of parents and they can answer each other's questions because we had a lot of parents asking me questions like, what do I do for my daughter's third birthday or my son's trying to potty train? And I can only answer so many questions per day. So we built this free site so parents could go on and share this information with each other. Now, is there uh, certain equipment that you could pair along with this website or, or certain products and services that could sort of be sold along with this free website? Or are you well, doing that already? We're not there yet, but we will be by the end of the year because we just finished all the new Kinder Jam music. And so 
we're in the process of making parent kits and the parent kits have a little handbook that tells you some of the basics to do with your child at home because we understand that there are parents out there who want to take part in something like Kinder Jam but there mightn't be an instructor in their area so we're now getting those resource kits for parents because yeah. that's another thing the parents have been asking for. Yeah, and they want to be just like you when they when you first started with at home with right. their child doing the thing. And that's how it all started. Me yeah. working at home with Ricky too. Yeah. So, so to become an instructor now, you said, did, did you say you have to pay a thousand dollars up front to get? Yes, yeah, so we finance. So if someone needs, you can pay full price, and that's your full starter kit and training. Or you can finance it. Um, if you, you finance it, we lump in your starter kit and with your licensing fee, and then we we span it out for the three years. That because each instructor is certified for three years, and then you renew after three years. And uh, how how quickly do you think a person could to, could make that initiation fee back? If after you start classes, you can make your initiation fee back within 90 days and that's only teaching one class per week okay because the way it works in a kinder jam class you would have let's say we'll use $35 because $35 suggested retail price you can go 20 percent above or 20 percent below so if you're teaching a class at $35 and it's a 70 30 split you're making $24 and 50 cent per child for that month if you're teaching a 45-minute class and that 45-minute class has 10 students in there, that's you know $245 you've made for that month. You can teach up to 20 students. So if it's 20 students, you made near $500 just for that one 45-minute class. And gotcha. you can teach that class at several different entities, and that's not including birthday parties and play dates. So then you can get additional certification to do a birthday party, and a birthday party is like, $100 for the first 10 kids, $8 for each additional child. For a 35-minute birthday party, you can make an easy $200. Gotcha. Okay. All right. That's good. Um, so what about you? I mean, how has this changed? You, you mentioned you were looking for some part-time money up front, but, you know, this is a this is a long way from that, just making that car payment. So uh, what, what kind of revenue did uh, Kinder Jam do last year? Um, well, we separated up. We we hit the hundred thousand dollar mark, which was good for me because that was just based on licensing fees. And then I was able to make money as a speaker as well, because I was able to take the 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 message that I did for Kinder Jam, and I was able to bring it into spouse empowerment um, speeches. Also, did kinesthetic and tactile training for child development centers, and I also do parent education workshops. So we actually have made several revenue streams, but that's not including what the ladies make because the ladies don't pay me based on the amount of money they make. They play up a flat licensing fee. So each of those ladies have then brought in revenue into their independently owned Kinder Jam businesses. Gotcha. Wow. That's great. And so uh, this has been a wonderful ride for you, I'm sure. Um, yes, man. Where can people find out more about Kinder Jam? Um, you start by going to kinderjam.com, okay. and everything you need to know is right there. If you're interested in classes, you can find it under parents and find a class. If you're interested in a career in Kinder Jam, you can find it under careers. If you just want to learn more about the program, about us. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on, L. It's a wonderful story, and uh, my wife's a uh, a former teacher. And, oh, really? 
and she's a former special ed teacher. She has her master's in that. So I'll be sure to share all this with her as well. She'd be excited to uh, to see what you've done here. Um, I, I could see her doing something similar with her with her background, her skill set one day. Yeah, our curriculum director has a master's in special education as yeah. well. Yeah. So. Uh, this is great. It's been wonderful to have you on. Best of luck uh, continuing with the business, and uh, maybe I'll I'll see you at the next entrepreneur conference speaking about uh, what you've done here. So I hope so because I attend a lot of the ink conferences, and that's where I've looked because I can't go back and get an MBA. So I go to conferences to get a wealth of information. Yeah. Hey, you've earned your MBA. It sounds like with all this. So. <laughs> well, congrats again, and good good to have you on the uh, the podcast. Thanks so much.